Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It is a Friday. This is Latasha Martin. So welcome to our morning message with a biblical foundation. Um, I am excited to be here today. If you are watching us on YouTube, if you could follow and subscribe, I think it is. I think that's what it is. And then if you are watching us on Periscope, if you want to give us some heart, and if you are on Facebook, that means that you are a collaborator. So good morning, collaborators. And this message is really targeted towards you, but we welcome more to the party. And so the reason that I think I'm so excited today, because this message just like took me to a place. I was researching and reading the word of God. And then, hey, good morning, Ida Lynn. And then all of a sudden I was doing some research on one particular insect and I learned something else. So today's topic is called flies and bees, flies and bees. Let me go ahead and open up in a word of prayer and then we'll jump into our message for today. Dear God, we thank you so much for coming um, in the presence of us, God. We are so grateful for that that there is so much going on in the world, but yet you have time for every single person that calls out to your name. Lord, you are a good God, a God who is worthy to be served and to be celebrated. And today, Lord, I pray that this message that I bring brings in the context of who you are and what you desire for us to be so that we can live lives that are full of grace and accepting grace and accepting your mercy. And so that we're not beating ourselves up and staying in the same condition when we desire so much more, but fear will not allow us to go in the direction for all that you've purposed us for. So I thank you, Lord, for all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So this morning I actually woke up, I did my study for me, and then I was like, God, what am I going to say? And I literally sat there for a minute and I was thinking about this experience that I had last night. So last night I realized uh, what I do is I plan career chats out. Um, usually I try to have it for a few weeks in advance. But yesterday I was, as I was looking for who's my guest for next week, I'm like, uh-oh, I don't have a guest. What am I going to do? And it's nine o'clock at night. What do you do? So what do I do? I turn to LinkedIn. And so what I've been realizing is, is that um, there's people who've been liking the career chat post, but they really don't respond to my messages. So I learned a lot about God last night and I learned a lot about myself. And I hope that what I share with you today, it actually encourages you. So the reference person that we're going to use from the Bible is Abram. And for those who do not know who Abram is, Abram later Abram and Sarai later became Abraham and Sarah. And um, for those who know the story, it's the story where God made a promise to Abra, Abram, Abram that he would be the father to many nations. What we did not know or what he probably didn't know was the journey that would take him there and the mindset that he needed to have along the way. So the scriptural reference for today's message comes out of Genesis 12.1. When Abram, because in the Old Testament people, there were certain people who heard directly from God, but the majority of the people who knew who God was had a brokered relationship to Christ. And what that means is in a brokered relationship, they would have to go to the priest and the priest would go to the highs of highs or the holies of holies. And it was just, it was a whole process. But Abram heard from God. And this is the instruction that he gave him in Genesis 12.1. He said, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land that I will show you. Let me read that one more time. 
go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land that I will show you. That is a loaded sentence. That means basically, I want you to leave everything that you know and go to a land that I will show you. That's it. Like that's the memo. So so my first question for you is, if you have been praying about something and God gave you some instruction, some instruction in reverence to, I need you to go somewhere where you don't know nobody and you're going to leave the things you know and God will show you the way. So we use the other scripture that we talk about often, what he will be a lamp to your foot and a light to your path. So if God gave you that calling, like right now said, okay, Idolin, you know, okay, Shannon, okay, Precious, okay, Samantha. If God said to you right now, he said, I want you to go from where you are, all your comfort, like let it go and go to this place that I will show you what would be your response. So, so, so what might this look like? as God is speaking to you with the Holy Spirit is bubbling up in you and, and urging you and, and, and making you feel like, I know I should be doing something different. And I feel like God is calling me to something, but, but what is your response in that? Is your response yes and amen? And then you just go? Or do you start noodling around and thinking about things? And so as I was thinking about this situation, I said, okay, so in this situation, I don't know that Abram was trapped, let's just say. But God actually took the scripture and shifted it for me just a little bit. He said, when you are trapped, Latasha, what do you press into? Do you press into the knowledge of who you know I am? Or do you press into what you can do in your own strength? One thing God has revealed about me is that when I'm in scenarios that seem to be difficult, I don't usually freak out. I'm usually the person that says there is an answer to this. And I will be like, God, help me on this. But this is what I know. I know that that was easier and it was an easier response when it was just me. What happened is, is life started to happen. So my response to God was say, God, I need you to help me. And if it's just me, that's being impacted by the immediate choice, then I'm all out. Take me to the foreign land. Take me wherever you need me to go. Faith of a mustard, he, he, let's go. Let's let's go. That's how I, I was, right? But then as I started to have, but if I felt like I'm in a, I'm in a rut and it impacts others, like I'm a, a wife and, and I'm a mom and I'm a friend and I'm a daughter and I have these relationships that depend on um, me doing what I need to do because they're impacted by these choices. I recognize that I had become, uh, I had started getting in my own way. So it's like, I know the word and, and I'm, I'm saying, yeah, God, if you, if you tell me that my yes and amen is, is the way that I'm going to respond. But at the end of the day, what I'm recognizing is, is that as these other things happen, that was what was happening in life. But then I got to a point where I'm like, okay, God, I just need to trust the fullness of you in those relationships. So let's shift over to business. When I started my business, I started my business when I didn't know what I didn't know. I was just foolish, right? I was just believing foolish things and I wasn't really trusting any kind. Of, I can't say that it was God guiding me because I was just hustling. I wasn't making no money. Um, it was a hobby. It was just out of control, right? It was just nuts. And so there was no fruit as a result of my, my craziness. But what I will say is back then, because I didn't feel like much was at stake with my business, like I will be all out. Like 
I would just do crazy proposals. I didn't know how to research. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't have any of that. But I was like all out and I, and I would be like, God, I love you and I trust you and you're there, but you were almost like my side piece, not necessarily my guidepost, right? And so when I say that to you, I realized it's because my relationship with Christ, it was kind of like on a shallow level. Like I would use the scripture that made it seem like it made sense in that day and it was no success there. And so then I had to fast forward. I went back into the workplace and then God called me out. See, the first time I walked out, God called me out of my comfort zone this time. And so with this time, I felt like there was a greater responsibility because there was more at risk. And when I was reading this research, about the difference between flies and bees, it like blew me away. It like, when I tell you it blew me away, like totally blew me away. And this is why it blew me away. Let, let me read you just a little bit of this. Um, it says the difference between flies and bees. Actually, I don't even need to read the whole thing. The interesting thing is, is that it talked about the difference between flies and bees when they're in a jar. So if you have a jar with flies and bees and you put it on its side, even with no lid on it, listen to this, there's no lid on the glass jar. It's clear. But if you point the direction of the bottom of the jar in the light, the bee will continually continue to chase the light. Even though if it just turned around and went the other way, it could be free. It just keeps chasing the light because instinctively, that's how bees are wired. They chase the light. So it doesn't recognize that there is a barrier between them and freedom. Like the bee doesn't get that. So a bee will die, even though it could just turn around and go. Where the fly has a different instinct. The fly, if you turn it on its side, and I've actually seen this, I guess I just never paid attention to it as much. The fly is gonna just keep bumping his head anywhere it can until it finds a way out of the jar. So the flies don't die in a jar. The bees die in a jar. Now in my brain, I'm like, well, if a bee and a jar were in the, if a bee and a fly were in the same jar, why wouldn't the bee just follow the fly to freedom? But that's a whole nother story for another day. And that's why we need to be thankful to God that he made us to have a brain where we could think. We don't have to just fly off by our instincts, but maybe some of us do. But when I was reading that analogy, what God unveiled to me as he was talking about the story with Abram and he was talking about my life choices at this season in my life, what I realized is that, you know what, I'm a fly when I'm trapped in a jar. I don't know, like that, that's the, like, that is the sentence that God gave me when I was sitting there just thinking. He was like, I am a fly when I'm trapped in a jar. But other than that, I don't know that I'm all out flying around like I used to be, as well as, I mean, you need to mature. Like you just can't go around life flying, hitting your head up against walls. But the question is, and, and the question I want to challenge you with, as you're listening to this story today about the analogy between the flies and the bees, and it was it, it, it came from a health journal or a science journal, so it wasn't coming from the perspective of a parable but I've never tested this. So I don't know that it's hundred percent true, but it did remind me of like last night when I was sitting there, it, last night was like a fly jar moment for me, it was. And even though it was dark, it was the me metaphorically, it was me and how I navigate through things when a problem pops up. Like I'm not usually the one that freaks out 
Like I literally am like, God, how? Because in that moment, in the context of career chats, it's just me. Like it falls on me. It didn't have an impact on anybody else. And but God had me learn something in that moment. He said, why are you not intent? Maybe the jar is bigger when it comes to our life choices. Maybe the glass jar is bigger. And maybe, Latasha, you say that you act like a fly when you're trapped in the jar. But if the jar is bigger and bigger context, are you acting more like a bee when it comes to some other areas in your life? I want to challenge you right now when you hear that analogy. What do you do when stressful situations versus your day to day? And then what God also reminded me of right now is, is that tomorrow is really not promised. There is a song and it's not a gospel song. It is a, a song, a rock song or whatever, a pop song. And it says, live like you're dying. And at the end of the day, tomorrow is not promised. But what I do almost want to say, I think for most of us, if we live more like we were dying, we might make we might weigh some things heavier and make some more decisions with a state of urgency than we do right now. How can you say that, Latasha? Because good or bad, human nature has us act that way. So for example, if I knew I was going on a vacation and come on, just play along with me now because in the pandemic, that's not really the way that most of us are excited these days. But think back to the time where you knew you had a vacation coming up in a few days. It is amazing how productive you can get in those few days, knowing that a vacation is coming. Vice versa, which I hate to come from this angle, but it's true. When people get diagnoses that they feel are fatal. So if they feel like that they get a diagnosis from a doctor and the, doc the doctor says to them, you know what, you have terminal cancer and you really only have three weeks to live or a month to live. It's amazing, even in those scenarios, that you still have people that either tap out like the bee or they say, I'm going to make the most out of these three months or this sentence that man gave when man really never has authority over the time frame of your life. If we could just check the record to make it straight, like no man can say the like the line, the, the length of time that you have. Nobody knows that but God. But the question I have for you today and, and, and what God showed me last night is that when I behaved like a fly and I just thought and I was like, God, what, who can I call? What can I ask? I literally is like, well, if I'm going to put myself out there, I'm going to go for the gusto. So I reached out to someone that was a senior executive of a really large organization that has a, a big base in Buffalo. And when I sent out the initial instant message, I'm like, they're not even going to respond. It was like instantly they responded back. Hey, I remember you. I'm like, you remember me? I bet you like two years ago. How in the world do you remember me? But I ain't worrying about that. And so then I said, ain't no time for short talk. It's like 930 at night. Hey, I was just wondering. I don't have a guest in my show next week. Can you join? And I sat there, but then I said, no, I ain't even going to worry about that because I got some other stuff I need to do because I'm trying to get in the bed. And they were instantly responding back. And I said, well, here's a sample. And so then they said, yes. Yeah. So my guest next week, I'm super duper excited because it's not someone that I know personally, but I'm thankful that I know God is asking me to go to a new place 
in my business. He really is. And he's unveiling things and giving me comfort and stuff and giving me confidence in things. And I was excited that last night, instead of me going into my comfort zone of calling someone I knew, I was just like, I'm just don't trust you guys. See, see how this thing works out. Why not? Why not? And so my, my ask of you today is this. First of all, are you more acting like a bee or a fly in your current circumstances? Which one is it? Especially if you feel right now that you're trapped in a jar, whether that jar represents your finances, a relationship, your business, your job, your children, your friendships, whatever that jar metaphorically is for you. If you feel trapped in this jar, life circumstances, things that you couldn't predict, and you've been spending all this time like the bee pushing towards the light, going nowhere, feeling like you're dying inside because you only know what you know and you haven't stretched out to say, okay, if I truly say I believe this God who says I am more than a conqueror, but you're responding in life like you're stuck in a jar and you can only go in one direction and you're not getting the results that you desire, my challenge for you today is to trust God and what he says, especially if you've been feeling in your, what I say in your gut, which is also known as the Holy Spirit, if you know who God is, that's saying to you, I want you to go in a different direction. And I need you to go afraid because I'm here with you versus you just staying stuck and saying, all I can do is what I can see. I, I'm, I'm scared to bump my head because maybe bumping your head reminds you of past rejection. I know some of the things that bubbled up for me last night were, you know, in the past, I listen, in the past, I have reached out to executives that I knew and they have not responded or what it felt like is they rejected me. But last night when I was stuck in that jar, I wasn't behaving like a person like the bee saying, oh, it's, it, I'm not going to be able to make it. It's not, they're going to, he's going to reject me because of whatever that person represented. I said, nope, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And God showed up in a mighty way and it, it just blessed my heart. Like I was so excited. And so that's the thing I need to hold on to is my fly experiences, not my B defeats. And so as I'm sharing this with you and you're thinking of scenarios in your own life and you're thinking about whatever that jar represents to you, today I want to encourage you, especially if you feel that you're in a place where you're supposed to be going somewhere new to a foreign land, trying something that you haven't tried before. And the only reason that you really feel strongly compelled that way is because what you've always done is no longer working for you anymore then I need you to sit back and I need you to have a conversation. My hope is that you believe in the Jesus that I do. But if you don't, I need you to just sit there and be honest with yourself and say to yourself, am I acting like a person that's trapped, living in a place where I have opportunities? Maybe my problem is I'm in a hive with a bunch of bees 
And none of us can see the light because all we know is what we know. And every time we see someone that acts different, our past failures and rejections won't allow us to step out on faith because it's too risky now. I want you to challenge those thoughts over the weekend. Challenge those assumptions over the weekend. Back them up to the faith that you're saying that you believe in. We know that there is a text that talks about in our weakness, he is made strong. That means that God wants to do stuff through us. So he could be glorified because of our obedience. And even when we have the lessons learned, the moments when we hit our head and we're embarrassed because this didn't happen or that didn't happen, recognize that people who are intentional, they bump their heads all the time. It's all about the rebound. Like, be okay with that. That's what I want to encourage you for today. I want to encourage you to be more like the fly and know that there's an opening somewhere. And don't live a a life of defeat and entrapment based on your current circumstances. Know that you believe in something bigger than what you see. Something bigger than what you see. I need you to trust that today. Trust God today. And have a great day. Even though I don't think it's sunny out, at least in Buffalo, it's not sunny out. It might be sunny where you are. So be blessed by that. Dear God, we thank you so much for being an amazing God. We thank you so much for never leaving us or forsaking us. We thank you so much for reminding us that we have a direct connection to you through the word of God, that you can guide us into places that we were fearful of. Dear God, I pray that if the jar or the circumstances in our lives is one that's just making us feel like that bee that keeps hitting his head, against a wall because we're just instinctively, we don't know anything different. I pray that a fly comes along in our life and that even if the character of who we are is not to follow, I pray that you give us enough wisdom to know that you can use any circumstance in any situation to turn our lives around. Dear God, on the other hand, I also hope that people remind themselves that where they are today is exactly where they're supposed to be. And there is no obstacle so great or so large that you can't turn things around. If we can just trust you and not be a victim of our circumstances, but know that you are greater. Know that we are of a royal priesthood, that that we are unique. You created us this way to be unique and that we don't have to do it based on our own strength. And so Lord, we thank you today. We give you the highest praise in Jesus name. Amen. And so have a great day today until tomorrow. Bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye.